Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jen. And I'm Vernisa, coming out of Los Angeles, California, with the Speak, Speak Up, Up podcast. podcast. And you're tuned in with the Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. Do your thing, Dre. Yo, what's happening? It's your man, a guru here from Guru Speaks Podcast. And you're not checking out Sportsway with my dog, Dre Day. Get with it and get ran over. Biatch. What time is it? I said, what time is it? It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, what up? This is your man Dre Day, and you are tuned in to a brand new episode with Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. This is episode 72. You hear me? Episode 72. Now, I don't know a famous athlete that wore number 72, but that number is symbolic in the NBA. And the reason being is because, and it just so happens that this episode here is an NBA episode. There will be no NFL on this one. There will be no baseball on this one. This will be strictly basketball. This will be a small episode just giving my recap for the first week of the NBA season that just took place, that launched last week for the 2019-2020 campaign. But back to that number 72. I'm about to give y'all a history lesson for those of y'all whose, whose knowledge don't go that far back. In 1995-1996 NBA season, there was a team from the Windy City called the Chicago Bulls. Now, obviously, y'all know who y'all know who was the ring leader on that team, and that happened to be the guard Michael Jeffrey Jordan, along with Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, Steve Kerr, and the list goes on. Phil Jackson is the head coach. They broke an NBA record for most wins, most regular season wins during the season. I believe the Los Angeles Lakers had did it before with 69 wins. The Chicago Bulls team, the 95-96 Bulls, they eclipsed that record with 72 wins in the regular season and only taking 10 defeats. And not only did they did that, they also won the NBA championship. Unfortunately, their record was broke a few years ago by the Golden State Warriors. But unlike the Warriors, the Chicago Bulls broke a record and they finished it with the NBA championship, unlike the Golden State Warriors. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, this episode here is your NBA recap for the first week. And I'll just say this. It was a beautiful thing. It was a be- it, it, it was a, it was a beautiful it was beautiful to watch to get back into NBA. I'm not I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I didn't watch the preseason that much. There were some games I was interested in. There were some games that I wasn't. Um, Zion Williamson, who was basically the favorite for Rookie of the Year, did great in his preseason performance. But unfortunately, he wound up getting hurt, and now he's out for six to eight weeks. Now, having said all that, now, again, having said all of that, let's get into the first week of the NBA season for the 2019-2020 campaign. Obviously, the season started last Tuesday. Raptors and Pelicans. That was the first game of the season. TNT, primetime, the Raptors got their banners. They they, They got their rings. They raised their banners. Obviously, me personally... 
I was only intrigued for this game for one reason, and that was to see Zion. But unfortunately, like I just said, he was hurt. So I think that pretty much took the hype away from the game because let's be real. Raptors, ain't nobody really interested in them this season because Kawhi's not there. I do believe that they will still be formidable in the regular season. I still believe that they'll make the playoffs. So they'll still get my respect from that aspect. But I don't think nobody was really interested in this game to see them. It was more so to see Zion Williamson. Unfortunately, that didn't happen because, again, he got hurt. But the Raptors did what they were supposed to do. They won the game. Van Vliet balled out. I think that he's going to get more minutes on this team. I think Kyle Lowry, I think he just signed the one-year extension. I think after this year, he's done in Toronto. So now I think Van Vliet is going to, you know, get a lot more, get more shine on that team along with Siakam. I, I, I can pretty much see these two being uh, one of the underrated duels in the NBA this season. Um, next, the next game, we had Clippers-Lakers. I made it home just in time for this game. I mean, I got to work at 1030. I begged my father if he could pick me up from work because I was not trying to take the train home. Had I took the train home, I would have missed this game and my ass would have probably made it home for the third quarter. I didn't want to miss anything. Unfortunately, I probably missed probably a little bit of the first quarter, but the, the, the vibe in that game, the environment in that game, it, it looked like the playoff atmosphere in there. The crowd was rowdy. Laker fans and Clipper fans. You would think it was a playoff game the way those guys played and the way the crowd fed into it. Again, this is my Western Conference Finals prediction anyway. So, you know. Again, magnitude was fire. Kawhi Leonard didn't miss a step. Killed it, especially in the second quarter. Lou Williams... Montrez Harrell, by far, I, 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 I think the Clippers are by far going to have the best bench in this, uh, in the, this season from any team just off these two guys alone. They've even nicknamed themselves Bench Mob. That's what they've called themselves. LeBron James, I, 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 for, the, for the first game of the season, I was very disappointed in him. I just felt that for the first game of the season, he was more fixated on getting Anthony Davis involved, which I have no problem with. It's a new teammate. You're trying to get a feel for him. You know, you you want you want him to feel welcome in the Lakers uniform, but to go up with go up against the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard taking these subliminal jams at you in commercials, you're supposed to like you supposed to set the tone for this game. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be on some, you know what, it's mono mono type shit. It's the first game of the season. I'm a show out first game of the season, and I just think that he was too passive in that game. But shout out to Danny Green, though, because without his 28 points, I think the Lakers would have got blowed out in that game. It would have been a landslide victory for the Clippers. So Danny Green did his thing. That's probably this is probably gonna be the best game of the season for him. So let's just so I guess you could say he started the season off on the right track because again, like I said, he's probably this is probably gonna be the best game of the season for him. Then we get to October 23rd, Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving makes his next debut. 50 points versus the Timberwolves, but he lost. But you got to give him salute. You got to give him props. Um, he scored these 50 points on the one-year anniversary of the passing of his grandfather. Now, me, 
I can, I can, I can understand him having this type of game when a loved one passed. Because now I'm going to take it back to when I played basketball. I had lost my grandmother November 3rd, 2003. And that particular night, I had a basketball game. Now, obviously, for Kyrie, this was a year. This is this a one-year anniversary of him playing for his grandfather. For me, that was the same day I went out there and played for my grandmother. I didn't score 50 points. I scored 40. <laughs> I'll say that much. But you know, it's you know, it's 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 something about playing for your loved one when they pass that takes you to a whole nother level. And for him, even though it was the debut playing in Brooklyn, unfortunately they lost, the potential of this team looks good. I just hope that he doesn't have to score this amount of points every game of the season in order for the Nets to succeed because we don't need that. Again, I don't really expect much from the Brooklyn Nets this season anyway. I don't. All Kyrie Irving has to do is get us to the playoffs. That's right, us. I'm a Brooklyn native, so I'm repping Brooklyn, okay? I'm a Spurs fan, but I'm also a Nets fan because they're in Brooklyn. All he has to do is get us to the playoffs. We don't expect nothing else from you. Just get us to the playoffs and win a first-round series. You're an upgrade from D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell got us to the first round. Unfortunately, we didn't beat the Sixers. Now, with you, we need you to get us to the second round. And then next year, we can have the ultra fun when Kevin Durant comes back. Um, October 24th, Thursday night on TNT, we had the Bucks and the Rockets. This was the debut of Russell Westbrook and James Harden pairing together again as teammates back from their OKC days. Houston had this game, and I truly don't understand how they could lose it. In fact, I do understand how they lose it, how they lost it, because they continuously do what they've been doing for countless years with Mike D'Antoni as the head coach, and that's keep shooting these goddamn threes when you don't need to. If you are blowing the team out, if you are beating the team, why are you constantly shooting threes? Why? I don't understand it. You had James Harden shoot one for eight from the three-point line. Two for 13 from the field. He had 19 points and 14 assists, but those points primarily came from the free throw line. Westbrook had 24, six, 16 and seven. So he was close to a triple double. What Russell Westbrook can do on the court is beautiful. It's amazing. I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb and say, he may fuck around and go for a quadruple year for triple doubles. He already got three in a row. He may fuck around and do it four times in a row. But I got to give the Bucks some credit. Because Greek Freak fouled out in the fourth quarter. And even though he had a triple-double, the Bucks managed to say, you know what? Greek Freak fouled out. We going to step up now. Wesley Matthews, he did a good job on James Harden. You know, causing him to, you know, make turnovers, have some offensive fouls. Brooke Lopez did his thing. Chris Middleton did his thing. So kudos to the Bucks, because that was a hell of a way to start the season, especially with your star player on the bench. And I'm quite sure everybody thinking, oh, well, Greek Freak's on the bench. So, all right, let's just throw this game away. And let's get ready for the next game. Milwaukee said, oh, no, 
you know, being that he on the bench, we're going to go out there and we're going to show out for the big fella. And they did that. But again, Houston, these goddamn threes. You live by the three, you die by the three. And on that game, a game that they were supposed to win, I don't understand how they didn't win. Bam. I, 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 I just don't understand it. But again, I'm not a fan of Mike D'Antoni. Everybody knows this. James Harden, I have a love-hate relationship with him. I get it. Dark skin. We're both lefties. We both beard gang. Nah, fuck that. Nah, no, nah. I don't really rock with him like that. Westbrook, you my man. You my man, 100 grand. Um, the next game, the doubleheader, Clippers and Warriors. The Warriors opened the game. Well, they opened their new. You know, they opened their new arena, Chase Center in San Francisco. They left Oakland, went to San Francisco, and what a way to open up that building. They got torched by the Clippers, 141 to 122. Clippers were smacking them in the beginning, just smacking them. D'Angelo Russell, not even Steph Curry yet. It was D'Angelo Russell that started to spark. Then Steph Curry started to cook. Draymond was a no factor. This game was so much of a blowout, I fell asleep because it was a snooze fest. It was a snooze fest. I, I, I was, I was so, I was so disappointed in seeing this shit. So disappointed. So disappointed in seeing this shit. But then I say this though. For all you Warrior fans out there, so-called true Warriors fans, the way your team is playing right now, y'all are one and two. You got blowed out by the Thunder. You got blowed out by the Clippers. And you beat a Pelicans team that didn't have Derek Favors, didn't have Drew Holiday, and you didn't have Zion Williamson. So, so you can make the case, y'all probably won this game probably because of those three guys didn't play. But hey, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to take credit from a team a win is a win it is what it is but y'all gonna have a long season this year a long season this year lakers they bounced back from you know they bounced back from a few nights ago from losing to the clippers now they're riding the two-game winning streak um they bounced back they beat the utah jazz mike Conley is not doing too good in utah he's not you know, I, I, you know, he's one of, you know, he's one of my favorite players in the league. He's very underrated as a point guard in this league, all because of the conference he's in. If he was in the East, he'll by far be a top three point guard. But being that he's in the West, he has to worry about Steph, Russ, um, Dame, Luca now. So, you, so, so, so the, so, so, so the list goes on. He's having a horrible year shooting so far to start the season. Um. Again, the Lakers bounce back. They're on. They're, you know, they beat Utah. They beat Charlotte. So now they're two and one. Um, Philly, right now. Let's talk about the teams that are undefeated right now to start the season. Philly, three and zero. Go Spurs, go three and zero. Now I know a lot of people. A lot of people are disrespecting the Spurs. A lot of people. Do not have them making the playoffs. I don't understand why. I can't get it through the life of me. Do y'all not know who's the head coach of that team? Do y'all not know who the GOAT is of head coaching in the NBA? 
Greg Popovich. He will find a way. He will make it snappy. He will make it happen. And I'm guaranteeing that the San Antonio Spurs will make the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're going to do damage. But they do have a streak going. 22 straight years of making the playoffs. I expect them to do that again this season. And can't nobody tell me no different. Nuggets, 3-0. A lot of people have them, you know, as a top three team in the West. Kudos to them. The Minnesota Timberwolves, balling. Cat right now is looking like an MVP candidate. Now, again, the season just started. It's just three games. For some people, it's four games. But right now with Minnesota, the way he's playing, he's looking like a he's looking like an MVP candidate right now. There's two teams right now that are that had high expectations for this season. And both of them are winless. And that would be the New Orleans Pelicans and the Sacramento Kings. Both of these teams are 0-4 to start the season. Now for New Orleans, I will admit I didn't have them making the playoffs, but I did say for all those eight teams that do make the playoffs, New Orleans was going to make it very difficult for them. Maybe they're hurting because Zion's not there. Who knows? Maybe, who knows? But salute to Brandon Ingram because he's, do, he's doing his thing in this, new, in, in this new scenery. Maybe him leaving the Lakers was the best thing to happen to him. Maybe he didn't fit the Lakers system. Maybe he didn't fit playing under those lights. Maybe he needed to go somewhere else to shine, and right now he's doing that. Lonzo, Lonzo is Lonzo. What do I need to say about that? Um, again, Zion is out, and hopefully, you know, by Christmas he'll be back for that. Sacramento, they're they're a man short. Um, Bagley is out for a few weeks, um, so I believe Sacramento was going to be struggling. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad Buddy Hill got his money. I'll say that much, though. You know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm happy he got his bag. But I think that's probably the only good thing that's going to come out of this season for the Kings. Him getting his bag, De'Aaron Fox developing to be, you know, one of the young, bright stars of the future. But I don't really expect much from the Sacramento Kings this season. Back to the Warriors. Back to these Golden State Warriors. Y'all remember those five years when the NBA Finals, it was Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Raptors. The common denominator in all of them was the Warriors. Five years, they won three championships. It was so many Warrior fans that was talking hella shit. So many. So far to start this season, I'm not hearing these Warrior fans talk. I'm not hearing any of them. They quiet as they quiet. They quiet as a church mouse. Ain't no, ain't, ain't nobody saying anything. Ain't no, ain't nobody saying nothing at all about this, about the way they're playing right now. And I said it in one of my previous episodes. Steve Kerr, not even. I didn't even say it in one of my old posters, episodes. I said it on Instagram, watching them get blowed out by the Clippers. I said, welcome to the NBA, Steve Kerr, because for five years, you had a cakewalk. You was given a super team. 
Mark Jackson built that team. You reap the benefits. Now you now we're gonna see what your head coaching expertise is. We're gonna see how great of a head coach you are now because people have had the nerve to put you in the same class of a Greg Popovich, of a Doc Rivers, which I don't see that at all. Do I think you're a good coach? Yes. But I tell you one thing, I guarantee you we won't be seeing you on the sidelines having your players call out plays. You won't be doing that this season. You, my friend, are going to have to call some plays. Ain't going to be no you sitting down and watching your team strategize and they're in the huddle call and making plays. You, my friend, are going to have to be coaching this season. Steph Curry, I feel for you. I feel for you badly. Because now that KD's not there, now that your Splash Brother's going to be out all the way to February, supposedly he may not play at all this season. We have to, well, I don't have to rely on you because I'm not a Warriors fan, but I do like you, Steph Curry. And contrary to what Michael Jordan said, you are a Hall of Famer. If, if your career ended right now, you are a Hall of Famer, but I get it. The God couldn't say that because that's like he's playing favorites and then he gets fined by the NBA. But I mean, the nigga's a billionaire. I mean, he, I'm, I'm sure he can take a fine, but that's neither here nor there. But Steph Curry, you got a lot to prove this season. Since last year, people have put you in this class as one of the great point guards in history. Some people have even had you as the second greatest point guard in history. They're saying you're second behind Magic. I don't think so. But I'll tell you what, with all this hype, all this praise given to you, which rightfully so, it's quite deserved. You're the greatest shooter in NBA history. We're not even disputing that. But as far as you being the second greatest point guard in history, you're going to have to show and prove this season. And with this team that you got, you got a bunch of nobodies on your team. Besides Draymond and D'Angelo Russell, who else on this team we know besides you? Don't worry, I'll wait. So yeah, you got, so yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot to desire this season. You got a lot of work. You got a lot of work to do. This season, Steph. So I'm hoping you don't get hurt. So I hope, I, I hope you, you know, I hope you've been lifting weights. You know, I hope you've been, you know, hitting them weights, man. You know, you know, get, get, making sure your shoulders are bulk because you're gonna be carrying this team all season long. And I'm quite, and I'm just hoping that your back will be able to handle, you know, carrying this load because you're gonna be carrying it for quite some time this season. So I wish you. I wish you the best of luck in that. Before I go, I just want to say this. I'm going to keep this a short episode. I don't really want to, you know, go off that much. But I'll say this, though. Two rookies from last year balling out. Trey Young is killing right now in Atlanta. They could be undefeated. Could be. But they lost last night to Philly. No, I do not have Atlanta making the playoffs. But Trey Young will be an all-star this season. He will be an all-star this season. You could book it. He will be an all-star this season. I'm saying that right now. And I tell you who else is going to be an all-star. Luka Doncic. He's going to be an all-star this season. Dallas is, a sleeper. Dallas is a sleeper team right now. I also don't have them making the playoffs. But I do think... 
if the Warriors somehow take a seat back and they don't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks take their spot and be one of the top eight teams in the West to make the playoffs. Luka is balling out right now. Me personally, I thought he was going to make the All-Star team last year. He had a lot of votes. So, you know, if you get a lot of votes, that right there works in your favor. But unfortunately, it didn't. But I think this year, he's going to be on an All-Star. He, he's, going, he's going to make the All-Star game. Now, as far as which captain is going to represent him, he's definitely going to be an All-Star. Him and Trey Young are playing phenomenal right now this season. So I can definitely see both of these young men in the All-Star game in 2020 in Chicago. What an all-star game, by the way, in Chicago, where the guard used to play, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'll be goddamn. Yeah, man, yeah. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Memories of being a Chicago's Bull fan, I tell you. Memories, man, memories. But anyway, let me get off of that. In fact, let me get off of this. Um, I, I, Listen, listen, I, I'm just excited for the NBA season, man, like, let me let me just have a conversation with y'all real quick. You know, I you know, I did the whole recap thing. Now let me have a conversation with y'all. Basketball is my favorite sport. Now I know that sounds like a lyric that Bow Wow did a few years ago. I forgot what the name was called. They're playing basketball and the first few bars he said, now basketball is my favorite sport. I love the dribble up and up and down the court. Yeah, shit like that. I ain't gonna rap. I, I, I don't think y'all ready for my 16, but. I love this game. I love it. I know it's a cliche, but I do. If y'all thought that I was bringing that energy for football segments, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. I love this game. I'm happy it's back. I'm happy that we got a lot of parry this season because you don't have that, that, that heavy favorite to win the championship this year. You can make a case that there's about five, six teams that have a great opportunity to win the NBA championship. Obviously, you got the two LA teams, Lakers, Clippers. Some people say Nuggets. Some people say Sixers. Some people say, um, damn, who else, man? Houston. So it like, like, like it's so like, it's so many teams that you can make a case can win the NBA championship this season. The young talent that we got from the rookies from last year to the rookies of this season. It's a like, listen, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot of expectations this season. It's a lot. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a beautiful thing. A, a beautiful thing that we're about to witness this upcoming season. Now, before I go, I just want to say this. This was a segment that I was going to do on one of my previous episodes where I was going to, you know, give my, you know, predictions and stuff like that. Shout out to my man, Sam Archer and my man, Guru. This this was actually supposed to be on that episode. But unfortunately, you know, due to, you know, one of my man's got to get up early for work and my other man's, you know, he, you know, you know, he had to put his little ones to bed. We couldn't really dissect the episode the way I wanted to, but it was a great episode nonetheless. And one of the segments that I left out was my predictions as far as 
certain awards or who I think is gonna win MVP. So I figured, why not do that now before I, you know, before I, before, before, I, before we, before we bounce about this bitch. My MVP candidates. I have Jokic and Greek Freak. Those are my two MVP candidates. I don't think LeBron or AD will win it because I honestly think that being that they've joined forces, in fact, I think all of these teams that have the quote-unquote duels, I don't think any of those teams is going to have an MVP represent them. I think it's going to be someone that's on a team that's shining on their own and if they team have a great record I can see them winning MVP so yeah Greek Freak Jokic my dark horses is Joel Embiid if he can stay healthy if he can stay healthy right now Philly is 3-0 if he can stay healthy but I think he's going to be on load management anyway but if he can stay healthy and have a great stat sheet throughout the whole season I wouldn't be mad at him for winning MVP so yeah those are my three candidates for MVP this season Giannis Joker the Joker and Joel Embiid those are my MVP candidates defensive player of the year obviously Rudy Gobert he's two time well back to back so he's going for the three peat right now Um, Joel Embiid his defense is very underrated. You know, everybody talks about his offensive game, him shooting threes, all that shit. But he's very underrated as a defender. So those are my two candidates for defensive player of the year. Oh, I can't forget Kawhi Leonard. I can't forget Patrick Beverly. So yeah, those four guys are my defensive player of the year. You got Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly. Those are my four candidates. Sixth man of the year, obviously the safe pick would be Lou Williams. But I think this year, you know, I mean, it's always safe to put him there because as long as the Clippers are winning and he's producing, he's going to always be in a conversation. But me personally, I want to give the shine to other players. I want to make, I want other players to be formidable candidates. Terrence Ross from Orlando. Spencer DeWittle from the Nets. If the Nets have a formidable record, I wouldn't be disappointed if he won sixth man of the year. Those are my two. Most improved. I mean, the season just started. So right now on this paper, I have Lonzo Ball. Right now, I have Lonzo Ball. It can change, but just right now, I'm going with him. You know, I just think... The new scenery, leaving LA, being in New Orleans, getting out that nest of, you know, his father's shell and all that shit, and him being his own man. I, 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 I would not be disappointed if, you know, Lonzo won, you know, most improved player. Coach of the year, Mike Malone from Denver, or Quinn Snyder from Utah. I wouldn't be disappointed if. Any one of those guys won Coach of the Year. I think Mike Malone should have won it last year, but they gave it to Coach Bud from Milwaukee. I think Mike Malone should have gotten it, but that was last year. This is a new season. So those are my two candidates for Coach of the Year. So 
Again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's a wrap. I just wanted to give my recap for the first week of the NBA season. I got a great feeling that we got some great basketball coming. I got a great I, ha- I have a great feeling about this upcoming season. We got some we, we, we got some great games coming up and I'm just I'm just thankful that we got some parity in, in the NBA. You know, no landslide victories. Hell. The Clippers lost to Phoenix. So a lot of these games you can't sleep on. You know, it, you know it's going to be it's going to be an interesting this upcoming season. So again, I can't thank y'all enough for supporting the podcast. I can't thank y'all enough for sharing it, spreading the word. Um, I'm truly thankful, truly, truly, truly thankful. Um, of course, y'all can go on the social media pages, check out the podcast, Facebook, Dre Day, um, Instagram, Sportswear with Dre Day podcast. On my personal page, Dre Day 1985. On Twitter, Dre Day 1985. Um, the podcast is streaming on Anchor, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Like, subscribe, review, rate. Let's get it going, man. I got some, you know, I got, I, 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 you know, I got some special things lined up. Slow motion, but in motion. That's the motto. You know what I'm saying? Slow motion, but in motion. But again, it's a wrap for this episode. Thank y'all again for tuning in. Whenever you decide to listen to this, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, I just can't thank y'all enough. So in closing, I say this has been another episode with Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. This is my NBA recap for the first week of the season. God bless Peace and love, your boy is signing out.